Today, the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. Today, they're pushing, what is it, the keto hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yeah, we just got a bottle. It's in the kitchen, cracked. Kitchen. We put it on some hot wings last night. Yeah, it's pretty, it's good. pretty good. What? What? Is, I don't know. I haven't read there. What are they? What is it? Sugar free. Uh, it's keto friendly, sugar free. Additional benefit facts are: contains the highest quality, carefully sourced, earth grown herbs and ingredients, capable of providing your brain and body with prolonged energy. Helps promote healthy body weight and cardiovascular markers. Helps aid in cellular maintenance and cardiovascular health. And rigorously and independently tested on animals. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For safety and uh, efficiency. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It's not bad. You guys can put it on pizza, fucking. Whatever you guys do. Yam fries, whatever you, you want to put it on your girlfriend's vagina, go right ahead. It's going to burn. <laughs> but you'll be fine. I think it'll do. Um, uh, buckle down for uh, buckle down promotions. Buckle down, down buckle down apparel. Right, they make some of the nicest yeah. athletic gear in the game right now. Even I still haven't unpackaged this motherfucker because I, I don't want it. It looks <laughs> it great in the package, but this is a full tracksuit that they sent me. I'm always very pissed off about it. So thank you to the guys at Buckle Down Apparel. They make fantastic gear. If you guys go to their website, it's buckledownapparel.com, and use the promo code BCB10, you will save 10% off your purchase. And uh, some of the proceeds are going to go to Brian Caldwell to achieve his 2020 Olympic dreams. You're wearing those uh, at the gym the other day. It looks sharp, but uh, what kind of stood up with the, the new shoes you had? Oh, from USG Canada. Oh, yeah? These motherfuckers right here. Guys, USG Canada makes the best training gear on the planet um, as it comes to boxing. Um, They're getting into MMA gloves now, actually. But these are uh, a boot that Howie Lee produced for me. Custom Custom boots, man. They're nice. Look at them. You got that Puma tread on the bottom. Nice, nice. Fucking, they're they're good looking. He made a pair for Ryan Ford, too. They're red and black. Guys, they got the suede on the toe. So, well, I'm not going to be kicking anybody. But... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, USG Canada, go uh, send Howie a message, USG Canada. Uh, it's Howie at USGCanada.com, and uh, put in your order. Guys, if you're a professional athlete, the 50% off thing is still going on. So you can sign up for their 50% off program and be taken into consideration for their sponsorship program next year. Announcement. Drum roll. Adam the Boogeyman Braidwood is now on with usg canada it's a big deal it's a big deal we okay, we like the boogeyman on here he's one of my closest friends on the planet and uh i'm very happy that he's a part of the team awesome good work yeah I hope so we got we got the three-headed monster now we've uh-huh. got ryan the real deal ford oh no dylan big country carmen and adam the boogeyman braidwood it's a nasty trio of dudes that are sponsored by usg canada only more to come only more to they obviously sponsor me too whether i'll be fucking fighting ever who fucking knows but but he does make some really cool stuff he, he made me a bulletproof vest uh stuff like that i'm not i don't know if i'm gonna be getting shot at anytime soon but at the rate we're going likely probably um we just finished shooting up some ads yesterday or monday doing or in the studio doing some uh video ads for our local sponsor supplements king canada um, they put together a very cool offer, and it's called the Bad Guy Pack. What it is is diesel protein. 
grass-fed New Zealand whey, sweetened with stevia, so no sugar added. Um, Cyto greens. If you guys are a bunch of fat fucks and you don't eat your vegetables, Cyto greens is a fantastic supplement to get your daily dose of uh, vegetables. You mix it up in your drink and away you go. BCAAs, I personally use the Cellucor BCAAs. I like those the best. They have a, a high level of citrulline in them, which is fantastic. And uh, fish oils. Fish oils are very essential for what goes on in your body. Now, the fish oils that I take is just an omega-3 because everybody gets enough 6 and 9 in their diet and the 3 offsets it. You need that. Supplements King Canada. If you do, if you guys go make an order online, select Swift Current as your home store, and uh, and we'll get a little bit of a kickback. But if you go into the store and you order the bad guy pack, those four products, you're gonna save 20% off your purchase. Again, it's diesel protein, Cyto Greens, a BCAA of your choosing, and the fish oils. It just takes a lot of the guesswork. It's a little overwhelming when you walk in there. Yeah. And this is from your own experience. These are what you need, best bang for your buck, best quality, all in one pack. No need to fuck around. No need to ask anybody. Just go in, get it. Is it 20 or 10% off? 20. 20% off. And uh, Supplement King Swift Current, that's our local sponsor. Um, and then we move into uh, our Sovereign Extracts. Now, Sovereign Extracts has come out with a new product. It is a CBD tinture. Everybody wow. can see that. That's so this big, one here. That's a big word for a fella is the 1,000 milligram CBD temperature. Not a lot of people like to use the vape. Okay. And it resembles smoking. Sure. I get it. Listen, it's fine. It's fine for you. It doesn't hurt your lungs. I vape the shit all day long. But it doesn't hurt your lungs. But if you're not into the vape stuff, get the CBD temperature. It's fantastic. Also, they sent me this little jar oh, wow. of... Fuck off weed. That's what I'm calling it. It's this is called fuck off weed. Um, well, stay away, kids. Yeah, don't touch this. <laughs> this is this was manufactured for those idiots out there that say that they can't get high no more. Oh yeah, good, good. All right. So I'll I'll pop the top and I'll show everybody what it is. What it is is a resin. Man, I can smell that from here. And it, I'm, I'm it ten feet, I'm ten feet away. It stinks. It smells like a skunk farted in my room, but. Hey, if you're a moron and you say that you can't get high no more, go get this because you'll be higher than giraffe pussy. What else? Who else we got? Always uh, Clinch Fight Shop. Clinch Fight Shop. The best fight shop in Alberta is the Clinch Fight Shop run by my buddy Sunil. Um, if you guys go online and you make a purchase, uh, use the promo code the bad guy and you're going to save some money. Yeah. Good new products coming out every week. Always. Always next day shipping within Canada. If you're into the kickboxing or the Muay Thai, uh, he is the official Canadian dealer for Fairtex. Yes, that's true. We actually saw the, uh, the shipment come in when it happened. It was yeah. just a massive order of the best equipment. Uh, There's a very big difference between Fairtex and real Fairtex. I didn't know that until he told me. Like, there, there's a huge difference in the quality of the gear. There's fake shit roaming around. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, I got some Fairtex gloves. Yeah, how much you pay for them? Oh, 40 bucks. Yeah, kick rocks, nerd. They're like 140 bucks. Yeah, they're not They're not cheap. There's a big difference, though, in the quality, especially you noticed in the yeah. shin guards. Yeah, yeah. You have a pair of Fairtex they shin fit. guards. They fit. I have the gloves, too, and the smell, actually. Yeah. They smell. They don't smell they like garbage. Yeah, not plastic. They smell like leather. Yeah. Yeah. Real cow's ass yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Before we get into the podcast, uh, we're, we're talking with Steve Claggett today about a couple of his last fights, um, the the G-Time fight and the Ulysses fight, but you want to have a conversation before we get into this. Well, I just wanted to kind of recap our week a little bit. Uh, you were out at Leader with yeah. your nephew for a fight, and uh, you were you're cornering some fighters, as, yeah. as per usual, yeah. having a good time. Uh, got a little heated. Yeah, I got in trouble. Yeah, you did, and it was interesting. I haven't talked to you about it uh, at all until now. I wanted to see. So, um, first instance, uh, your nephew's opponent was, um, for lack of a better word, was dancing around a little bit and not engaging. Yeah. And that led to the first comment was, uh, I. Um, if he's dancing around uh, like a gazelle or whatever, whatever I know. Whatever I said, I, it was something derogatory. Right. But. If you're da- if he's dancing around like an idiot or a moron or something like that, just back off. Right, right. Don't, don't engage. Why? Right. Why chase him? Right, right. That was the end. Maybe seven, ten words total. <laughs> at that point, out of the periphery, I was I was a towel man, a bench boy behind you. At that point, I looked over, and the head commission guy kind of looked over at us, and then sent one of his uh, for like a. Uh, Cronies. It, cronies, for a, for a lack of descriptions, to stand behind us. Yeah. Um, as the fight progressed, you took an ex- uh, your 100 to an extreme low blow, low blow, pardon me. Yeah. And you said, you're okay, did you get punched in the dick? No, I said, did you get hit in the nuts? Oh, okay. I didn't say dick. Uh, yeah, okay. Nuts. Not, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. That is nuts. We got the head commission, uh, stopped watching the fight, came over and said to you, you cannot talk like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're in buttfuck Saskatchewan where there's porn booze and guys with no shirts on. And all last, not even four or five months ago, we had fighters ringside saying, kill him, knock him dead, you know, take his head off. But you say that and you're enemy number one. I'm, so. I'm public enemy number one as it is with these motherfuckers. Like, I don't really care. At the, did it piss me off in the heat of the moment? Yeah, stay the fuck out of my corner. Right. I'm not. I don't want to talk to you. I'm talking to my fighter. I'm asking him if he got hit in the dick. Right, right, right. I'm not allowed to ask what him. Oh, Hunter, did you get hit in the penis? <laughs> right. I would have gotten more trouble if I said penis. I said nuts. Yeah, yeah. Which is common. It's a light term. Yeah. But I, I'm not allowed to ask him. Right. But you f- get fucked. Right. Warning, Saskatchewan commission people, stay the fuck out of my corner and don't send some bitch to sit behind me. Because I'll tell you, one of you motherfuckers puts hands on me, Right, it's on. You weren't impressed. You handled yourself I was not impressed, man. I come from a world of professional fights. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to wear black slacks. We can wear hats. Listen, you stupid fucks. You guys aren't putting on Olympic-style boxing. This is kids. They're in there fighting. Okay? Yeah. Get it through your head. It's not 1942 anymore. It's 2019. Yeah, it's definitely old I'm school. not dropping racial slurs. I'm not dropping gay slurs. Yeah. I'm asking my guy if he got hit in the nuts. Yeah. Am I mad about it? Yeah. Frank, fuck you. Okay. Stay the fuck out of my corner. Yeah. That was uh, that was the last weekend. That's why we were a little late on the podcast. Uh, we were, Tanner was out um, coaching his little nephew there. And then um, we had... Terrible a- stoppage. Absolutely was. I have terrible stoppage. Um, hey, I, I know. Hey. You, I know you hear that a lot, but this one's you know. Hey, guys, commission people, you guys don't get to 
to pick who wins the fight either. Don't walk over to the referee after three other commission guys have said that it was a low blow and be like, yeah, no, that wasn't a low blow. The kid got hit in the nuts. Give him his fucking time to recover, but you guys decide you're going to throw him right back into a they fist did. fight. They did. Assholes. And they called it right away. Assholes. And then he takes a couple punches on the ropes and you give him an eight count. And then he walks forward, puts his hands up, ready to go. Nope, fight's over. There's two seconds left in the fight, you dumb fucks. Oh, well, it is what it is. Okay, I didn't uh, expect you to get this worked up. It's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we fucking over kids? Why? It, do, it, ma- it doesn't make any sense to me. The intention was to fuck you over. I think it was, yeah. 100%. It wasn't for a taunter. Mess with the wrong guy. Speaking of, um, another in other local news, we had our one of our senior students and the president of our club Move away. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so he came in for his last workout. Kind of, he was a really integral member of bringing uh, funds funds to the school, and uh, and bring uh, having a uh, bring hope to the older student. He was 42, just 42, 42 years, years old, old, 41 years old. Yeah, put a good effort in. Uh, local local banker here of the town type guy. So that's kind of be missed. Hopefully he does well. He's starting up as of Thursday in Nippon, Saskatchewan, starting the boxing club. No break. Going yeah, right, going, going right, right into in, it. Going right. Good, good for him. I now, think he'll shine better. Jesse is an avid listener of this podcast, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. There was a beef. Okay. Because there, there was some things said on this show that he took offense to. And I don't think that they were intended in that way. Yeah, we worked it out. You guys worked it out, which is fine, but this is called a public forum, oh, no. and I will address it. Uh, nobody was calling you a quitter, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. All of us have respect for you. You're 42 years old. He was getting in there. And you were getting in there and doing the damn thing. I beat your ass on numerous occasions, I'm... and you kept getting back in there, right. and I respect that. And I, Derek and I both wish you all the best, and Nippon with the whatever they got up there i don't we know got a, we got a road trip eventually coming up there so. yeah man good good luck uh we wish your family the best and uh keep in contact with us because uh you were a very yeah, very integral part to the to the gym now we don't have a president yeah two-term trump <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh shout out to jesse kitchen good luck to you hopefully all is well yeah and uh we'll see you sooner than later and uh we just finished up wrapping up. I was a little late today. Got an early morning call uh, with our guest of the year, Steve Claggett. So I can't really comment until the last part of the podcast because I came late. You showed up late. I did today, um, but it went well from what I heard. Uh, it was it was good. It's, it's always good with Steve. I always uh, Steve has done some other podcast shows with uh, the Great Fight North. Shout out to those guys. If you haven't heard them, go. Take a listen to them on iTunes, SoundCloud, sure. Google Play, or whatever. But listen to the ones with Steve. Boogeyman was on there. Go listen to those ones. Um, a lot of people have asked me that, do I have a beef with the Great Fight North why, over the last little while? What the fuck would I have a beef with those guys for? I think they do a good job. Now, they put on a different show than I do. They put on a very serious boxing show. It's the UFC and Bellator. It's just two different shows. It's cool, man. Do your thing. We need- I like it. I think more people should do it. Bring was it. I the first one to do it? Probably the better one for sure. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, the, the, one of the guys that's on that show, uh, I don't want to fuck his last name up because I think it's two fucks. 
I, honestly, I think that's how it's pronounced. I, I would say Tufix, but I, I believe it's Tufix. Yeah. Um, does amazing work with posters. Oh, okay. He's an art. He's, he's done. An art guy. He's done some uh, some work for Mel at KO Boxing. I believe he did that Jelena poster that just came out. Amazing graphic design kind of stuff that he can do with posters. So if you guys want to get a poster done, or if you're a promoter and you need a poster done, hit up those guys at the Great Fight North. They'll get it done for you. Cool. Let's get uh, into it, man. All right, guys. Steve Claggett. Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today on the show, we have the Road Warrior, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters we have in Canada, Steve the Dragon Claggett. How's it going, man? It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Finally, you're back. Yeah, it's been a little while, hey? You went on a media tour with the other podcast, uh, The Great Fight North. Shout out to those guys. I like them. A media media tour? (laughs) Well, I decided I was going to leave you alone for the Ulysses fight. And I wasn't going to bother you because this was a very important fight. But now now that I didn't get to see the fight, I'm very disappointed that I didn't talk to you before it. Yeah, I mean, what a coincidence that nobody has seen the fight. Except for you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. I know what it looks like. I was in there. Um, we got to see up until round five and I thought you were winning up until round five. And then, uh, the Dazone brothers decided that they were going to kill the feed. I thought that my best rounds were eight, nine, and 10. Really? So, or maybe eight, nine, I had something, one of the later rounds I felt very strong. So what does that tell you? So, I don't know. It's a, weird, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I can't really say anything about it, so I kind of let it all go. I, it makes me so mad that I'm just choosing to release my my tension that I hold because of it. So here's what I found was very interesting. Round five, the feed goes dead. We get a perfect feed for the result. And the Ulysses conversation... And then as soon as they put the dragon on the mic, it's dead again. It's interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> I uh, told you, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that shit. I'm going to let my mind. I'm just trying to stay positive. I'm not even going to worry about that. I can't do anything to change it. In the game of boxing, there's leverage. Some people have power. Some people do not. And when you're putting on the show... You and your promoter have all of the power, and you can do as you please. It's a weird game. There's no uniform for everyone, so that's how it is. Now, when it comes to boxing, and specifically your boxing, you don't take um, you take a lot of chances. 
Yeah, in a weird way, because at the same time, I feel like I'm not taking chances. I'm high guard, shelled up, coming forwards, because that's my safe zone, which is a problem as much as it is a good thing. But it's a comfort zone for me, because I'm used to being a pressure fighter my whole life. So when I'm moving like that, I'm going forwards. I'm in range to engage at pretty much all times, which is, it seems like risky, but for me, it's that's just how I've always boxed, so... I find comfort there. Now, the problem is that it's a habit. Now, I wasn't talking about your boxing skills. I was talking about the fights that you decide to take. Oh, well, I they're, don't know. I, I, I don't know. They're risky because you decide to go into everybody else's backyard all the time. And I don't know. That's probably not a personal preference. But you don't give no. a fuck. Well, both, and I'm kind of in. I watch. I saw a thing on Juan Manuel Marquez, and they were talking about how he was stuck in boxing purgatory in no man's land, where he can't get the the A side championship fight, where they bring an opponent for him to fight because he's not promotionally backed um, with reach to do so. And now that's not a knock on my promoter. My promoter's helping me get all of the fights that I can ask for, and putting me in contact, direct contact with all these guys. So it's been awesome. And th the problem is that when you're not in control of everything, you have to work with everybody else's rules. And it's your, our side versus your side, so I'm not going to do you any favors. And then I'm always kind of having to bend to everyone else's, um, you know, just the way they set it up. Mm -hmm. They don't want me to win. They want their guy to win because it's us versus them. And it's just the way that it is. Now, you've been being brought in to fight uh, a lot of Eye of the Tiger management guys. Um, G-Time, I don't even think we spoke after that fight. Right. That was a good fight. Another one that I felt that I won. I, like, it's tricky. I watched that whole fight. I thought you had it. I know. It, it's just, which style do you favor? But I landed the bigger punches. In that fight, I landed the bigger punches, and I pushed them back. That one I felt was pretty clear but whatever you, know, you can't go backwards is what it is hindsight's twenty twenty. you can go back and look at the tape but at the end of the day you gotta either finish the fight or when you leave it to the judges you have to accept that decision yeah and, and in this sport you gotta be fighting so don't cry about it it, it happened go forward uh oh I got a um Oh, I declined swiftly. Hang up on that person. We don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of messages after the Ulysses fight from people in Quebec, and you have some fans there that were worried about you. Why are they worried about me? People, but it's probably because I post shit and I talk and I speak and I go. But, yo, know, that's the point of social media. I don't mean to be an asshole here, but like, like, I guess so. Are these guys so out of like touch? Are you, like, the point is to vent. The point is to say it. For me, that's how I release my tension that I'm holding. I just fucking talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I will write things. I will say things. It doesn't mean that I'm having a mental breakdown. I'm just, I'm just releasing it so I don't have to hang on to it. And then it's gone, and then I feel good. It's actually a good way of anger management. Uh, they sent me these Instagram story posts, which I had already seen, and I will agree with them. They were a little bit morbid, 
but I, I know you and I know how you operate a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's just Steve. Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, I vaguely remember these. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for? There's my answer. Fuck it. I'm fine. I'm all right. There's ups and downs in fight life, boxing. So my nephew actually just had a uh, a match against one of the guy one of the kids from your gym named Kieran I believe his name is. Oh really? Yeah, it was a good little fight. Nice. They stopped. I didn't it. know. They I have no idea. Well, they stopped it a little early for my liking. They should have let them finish the fight. But what uh, so unfortunately, my nephew got hit in the nuts in the second round, and kind of took the fight out of him a little bit. Yeah. Um. The, so they they went and they fought into the third round, and uh, they gave Hunter an eight count, which I don't think was warranted. He was fine, but um, the ten second clapper went when they said six. And then they go seven, eight, and the ten second clapper had already gone. They told him to walk forward and put up his hands. With two seconds left in the fight, they call it. Yeah, it's it's like um. Who was it? Magic Taylor, Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Forever goes down to history as a controversial um, call by the referee because it should have continued. Because, you know, he made it to your feet. He should make it to the final bell. They should make a different rule about that. But they don't have it. They say if he's able to continue at all, if the fight is supposed to pretend that the fight is still going to go on and see if he can continue like that. And that's the ref's decision. That being said, especially in an amateur fight, let the guys go. Hey, they, I think they both had fun. Uh, Kieran, I think that's his name is Kieran. Yeah, there is a Kieran at this at our gym. Tall, skinny kid. Yep. Yeah, he he got the victory, so congratulations to him. But uh, it was a good fight. It was fun to watch. Hey, this is how you develop and learn and become a, a fighter. Is through fighting as a as a young kid, you have a massive advantage. So. Just learn, pretty much just learn. Learn shit. That's it. Everything, you know, this worked, that didn't work, just learn. Something, you'll catch something. Well, it's good that he, he decide, he's going to figure out what uh, what it's like to lose early on. That's another thing, too, because you have to be able to... Resilience is not taught through reading a book. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta lose some shit to understand what it feels like to lose some shit. Yeah. Um so we did just see you on uh I actually tuned into the Lee Baxter live feed just in time to see you and Adam Braidwood standing in the center of a ring announcing that either one of you is gonna main event a show and then co main event it. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, we, we would love to in the future do a Vancouver show in um I don't know. My it would be my promoter and Lee Baxter could co-promote, and they would put on. It would be awesome. Vancouver is a whole untapped market. Really? I mean, do you know how many people in Vancouver would come and watch the fights? Many. They're missing that kind of scene over there, and I think it would be. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. Every you go out for nights out. Fight nights are cool because people get dressed up. You look thick. Like it's it's. There's a whole thing to it. Wow. You team up with Adam, he's got a big following over on that side of the country, and then your whole family lives in Vancouver, correct? Yeah, my whole family's there. I, I grew up going there 
just all the time. And now, I, I don't know. It's just, I love Vancouver. I love Vancouver. So it would be awesome. So let's just hope that it, it all comes together. I can only do, well, I can do what I can do to make it happen. And we'll kind of see how it plays out from here. But that is definitely an idea for the future. Uh, I was very excited that you were going to be in the gym today doing the podcast because I had sent you a package. I have not told you what's in this package yet, but I said that you earned it. I still don't know what's in the package. <laughs> That's true. I still don't know what's in the package. I believe that it's here. I don't know where it is here. I'm going to let you in on what it is. Do you tell me? Yeah. I'm all years. Now, back in award season, you had won an award on this show, and it was for guest of the year. Cool. It's your trophy. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So we had had a nice trophy made for you. I shipped it out. I sent it to the gym. Um, I didn't know that you were gone. So I took a a quick break from real, real life. Now, hopefully, Warren didn't steal it and put it on his mantle at his house and, like, scratch the name Steve out and put Warren in there. It will probably go on our trophy case here in the gym. That'll be cool. When that happens, I'd like to see it and get a picture of it. Yeah, deal. You deal. got the deal. Deal. But uh, oh, when... that's, that's funny. I, I, I appreciate that. Wow. You earned it. And... Uh, when we did the voting for the guest of the year, it was a fucking landslide. It wasn't even, it wasn't even close for me. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I I wonder what I was talking about. That was so interesting. It's more of the, because whenever you come on, we always talk about kind of the fighter's mindset and what's going through your mind and how you deal with a lot of the bullshit that happens in this sport. Yeah, which is pretty much, I can talk all day about that. Yeah, the, it's not an issue for you because you get fucked over every time, somehow. Some... Yeah, it, it's a tough game and when you find yourself in boxing no man's land, it's a tough place to get out of. Yeah, you're kind of in purgatory. You're, you're, you're right on this area of you need that one win. Yes. Get you to that world title, but every fight that I get is a tough one because it's 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 tilted against me. Now it's not a complaint; it's just a fucking fact. Um, it's tilted against me because they want a side fighter to win, so I go in there with a slight decline on my terrain, and I'm fighting uphill often. And I wish that I could just get one fight where that's straight across. Give me an even one. I believe that I can whoop any fighter. Um, I mean, I can beat any. Like, I can beat any of these guys. I can beat any of these guys. Put me on a good camp, and I will come in and I will beat any of these guys that I've been having draws with, split, controversial decisions. I can knock them out. Is the other thing. I've been tapping into my power for a long, long time, and I, I think it's time. I think it's time now where it comes through, and I'm just working on some things, and working on my range, and working on turning punches over, and. I believe I can pull the trigger in these next couple fights, so it's going to be interesting to watch. I secretly think that you get off on being the underdog, though. Maybe. maybe. I don't know if I like it, but it's almost... Well, you know how they say what you 
you, what your what your subconscious believes to be your reality is the furthest that you'll be able to reach. So if you see yourself as this kind of guy, then that's what you'll be. So it's a self-image issue that I'm having that's like holding me back, but also propelling me forward. So I'm stuck kind of believing that I'm always getting the opponent's status, and that's why I'm getting the opponent's status. It sucks, but it's a it's a cycle. It's it's self fulfilling. You are signed to a promotion, correct? Yeah, knockout night promotions out of the states, and we co promote with everybody. So doors have been open. Oh wow! Yeah, that's why I've been fighting on all these different shows. Oh, okay. So they're cool with just farming you out to wherever. Yeah, which is awesome because then I get the reach. The tricky balance is to get the fight but not have it too lopsided against you. So we got to kind of do like a neutral collaborate with the promotional company and fight a neutral fighter or sorry fight a fighter who's not signed by that promoter and then kind of have a neutral playing field um but you know just take them as they come who knows so does knockout night promotions do they put on their own shows yes can we get you on one of those yeah i believe that is the plan that would be fucking great Seriously, I, I I mean I was just saying I was just brain, thinking out loud that um, there's a couple places I'd like to do a fight. Now the, do they promote in in Vegas? Is that where it is? Yeah, he's in a couple shows in Vegas. He's in a show in San Diego. Or a couple shows like outside of LA. He's done lots, man. He's all over the map, which is awesome. Uh, I've been hearing rumblings out of Quebec that they would like to do the G-Time rematch. Then let's do it. <laughs> because I want that rematch too. I would love to fight him again and have a full camp and just go all the way in and train because I'm still fucking holding myself back and not letting go like I know that I can. It's a mental thing. But it's interesting because now that I have nothing to lose, I wonder what kind of mindset I'll bring into the fight when I come in and fight next time. I wonder if we could get him on one of those knockout night promotion cards. Nah, doubtful. I I don't want to generalize, but fighters who are signed by a promotional company who already have a great system going, I mean, why are they going to bend any of their own, uh, you know, comforts? It's very true. Right? Yeah. What's up, bro? Who's yelling? Jacob. Hi, <laughs> Hi Jacob. Huh? Tammy. I'm on the I'm on the podcast right now. Oh nice chat. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was just hopping back into the gym. I haven't seen everybody in a while. Yeah. It's good. You've been fiddle fucking around over in Vancouver eating all the food. I was eating all, even Coach just said to me, you fat idiot. <laughs> uh, it was a little soft in there, but that's how I think of it. But it's good because I only rest like once a year. And then I just go and relax and replenish the body. And I've been, I've been training for six months. I need a week off. And it was good. And I think that you need to separate yourself from boxing so that you know what life is like outside of boxing. Yeah, because that also exists and then the tricky thing is kind of balancing it having your rest knowing how to rest is actually a tougher thing as I get older I realize that it's much more difficult than what I ever thought 
I only know one speed all the way on. It's, that, that's true. Like when you're going at that clip all the time, and then when you just stop, you get like your brain's like, uh, I need something to do. I, I'm lacking like an endorphin release here. I'm kind of losing it. I'm getting squirrely because I want to just go, go, go and do something. You need the physical activity at least. Right, you, you got to go see your family. What was the one thing that you really wanted to eat when you got over there? Um, sushi, because sushi in Vancouver is amazing. Very different than what it is. Anywhere. Yeah. I was, I was told that it's very comparable to Japan. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I lived in uh, Victoria for, I don't know, seven years. And right. We, I used to go for sushi all the time. It was fantastic. Yeah, you're on the water, so you get the best and fresh and all the good stuff. It's like anything, as natural as you can get it, you might as well just go hunt your own food and then cook it. Like, that would be the best. You'd be a caveman, and you'll be in great shape. That's what I do. I hunt my own food. Perfect. That's, like, the best thing you could do. I wish that I was in a position where I could do this. Well, you're in a kind of a good area for it. There's lots of deer running around the outskirts of Calgary. Yeah, I hope that my gym, in my house, I'd be like, I'd be just out of downtown hunting, <laughs> hunting yeah. deer and taking them down to people's backyards. I don't know if you're going to be able to walk downtown Calgary, sucker punch a deer, knock it out, and then slit its throat. I don't think that's going to happen. But... <laughs> It would be sick. <laughs> it would be. See Steve right in front of the saddle dome just beating the crap out of a deer. Somebody, yeah, if somebody, that would be, that would be a hit. Trust me. Would be a hit. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple other times you've been on the show, we've talked about maybe you promoting a show in Calgary. Is that still a thing? Yep. And well, like right now, the whole thing is that I think, my promoter could do a great show in Calgary and we have all everything set, everything, everything set. And I think that we could do it. Um, I mean, all the pieces are already in play because I've set it up for me, but I'm signed under a promotional contract. So yeah. let's do it under my promoter. Let's start it like this. Like that. Let's, it would be amazing. It could be, it could start a new, um, I don't know, a new series of boxing shows, take to a new level, have different kind of events, have more more music, more lights, more more for the audience instead of just for the fighters. And I think there's a big piece that's lacking in local shows where the whole thing is watch our guy win against this guy. Yeah. That's it. It's it. It's like, oh, this guy's 8 and oh, this guy's 19 and 10. I wonder who's going to win. I'm really curious. Like, all you're doing is watching a slaughter. You just watch the knockout. Which, by the way, last night I I, I I knew I was like, oh my god! I, Brazil, he went to the Olympics. He, no knock on any fighter ever, but he was a dead man walking. Oh. He was like, I knew it was gonna happen. He walked right in, low left, stepped into straight right hand, throwaway hook. That's the oldest trick in the book. He slapped the left hook, just ripped the right hand. He walked right into it, caught him full extension. There's no way he was getting up. And so, um, you know, what was I talking about? I was talking about the fighters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring up the Wilder fight because that poor fella got knocked dead. I, I, yeah, I'm so distracted, caught up on that because 
He, I knew it was going to happen. He walked right in, left hand down, into the wilder right hand, right on the chin. You can't get knocked out harder than that. Well, last night uh, there was another fight that happened in Canada. It was Ryan Rizicki who went out and won the uh, WBC International title. Nice. Shout out to Ryan Rizicki. I like that guy, man. He's doing good things. and He's a tough, rugged dude. And that's another W. Nice. The modern-day Jack Dempsey, I think that's what they call him. Nice. He's like, you look at him, too. He's tough as shit. He's like... He wants to scrap. I like I like Ryan, man. I'm wishing him all the best. I love it when he's got like a buttoned up shirt on, and he's got his hair combed over. He just looks like a like a like uh, a, a dapper yeah, gentleman. Yeah. And then he takes his shirt off, and it just says "fuck off" all over his body. <laughs> that's sick. That's a nice. That's a nice like uh, little con. That's the way to do it. When you're fully tatted. You wear like the yeah, like the turtleneck, and then surprise everybody that's a cool way of doing it it is I, I like ryan he's a very tough guy and he continued his knockout streak last year he, or uh, last night he knocked out Derek. what was the guy's name sean something in the third round nice i was looking for highlights i was trying to find it last night i knew that it was on but i was distracted i was watching both fights i haven't seen a highlight but i got home from the cabin last night just in time to turn on tsn to watch deontay wilder murder that poor guy yeah throw away hook slap the left hook to distract him and then straight down the pipe straight right hand there was something hit harder than that there was something very interesting in that fight where Deontay Wilder came in a heck of a lot heavier than he normally does when he fights. Uh, maybe he's just living. He's just eating. Fuck it. He looked good. He looked in shape. I mean, he did what he had to do and he came in. And but th There's a thing to fueling your body. Okay, when you are cutting weight everyone wants to cut weight cut weight cut weight be as small as you can make this weight it's like it's there's a balance between being really light and having the advantage physically and draining yourself too much where it sucks and you don't you may have made the weight you may not even be able to tell but after the fact you're usually like oh i could have been a little more lively and energetic after that weight cut that might have put a little little effect on my system and that's you know there's there's the balance you need the performance you got to make the weight so somewhere in the middle you got to practice it you gotta, like try it before the fight so that you know how it feels to know where you fit in yeah it's like only trial and error that's the only way to learn that kind of thing trial and error now you're fighting at 140 pounds what do you normally walk around at don't tell me what you're walking around at right now because it's not even close 55 i usually walk at right now i'm about 60 58 Oh, that's not terrible. No, I'm not like way, but I'm heavy. Like I am heavy. Do you feel heavy? Well, no. no. I make sure to do like I'm. I'm <laughs> I I do all my like yoga and mobility and all that shit. I'm like an old dude, and I do all my like tai chi in the park kind of shit. And it just seems to work for me. And then when I'm on vacation, I'm relaxing. But I'm also still working my mobility and stuff. And then when I okay. come back to training, it doesn't fuck with me. I'm still um, feeling sharp and active. So let me paint this scenario then. So Steve's on vacation. He's down at a park in Vancouver in his gray sweatpants doing cha tai chi yeah. and yoga. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Are you yeah, feeding I'm the pigeons? Feeling good? No, I'm not feeding the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> pigeons are like rats of the sky, unfortunately. Well, people people shoot doves and eat them, and you know, a dove a dove and a pigeon are the same thing. Yeah, except one's glorified, one's the scum of the sky. Yeah, one <laughs> one's gray and looks like shit, and the other one's white. Yeah. What does that tell you about racism? <laughs> now we're getting into a whole different topic. <laughs> Don't be racist on those gray pigeons. Serious. Don't judge a pigeon by his fur. His color. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back and talk about the Ulysses fight because I seen round five. What happened round six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I started stacking pressure. At that point, those are my best rounds because he's boxing, moving the entire fight. He just fought to not get knocked out. He knew if he makes it to ten, he wins the decision. Mm-hmm. He literally ran and sprinted like side to side. Like it's very frustrating for him because the fights like he wins unless I can knock him out. That's like how it goes. So I'm chasing him. I'm trying to do this. I, I could have cut off the ring better. I know they had the bigger ring. Somebody said that to me before the fight. And it kind of played on my mind. Like, you know, the ring's like way bigger than the first time. Do you think that'll affect you? I'm like, fuck, maybe. I don't think so. I, I, no, but it's like it shouldn't. If you don't cut off the ring, it doesn't matter. But he boxed. He moved. He ran. And... Like, he didn't land any punches. That's the tricky part. Because it's like, he didn't land any hard shots. And I just, I felt, I did. I landed the right hook a couple times. I was pretty, like, clear. Um, this one's tricky for me. Because it puts me in a weird spot. Now it's like, boxing is a fucked up game. Boxing's weird, man. So there, there's a thing that happens when you fight. I end up fighting. You battle with the other, the the fellows that you hear the words from. Yeah, people talk shit, and then I get going. Yeah, <laughs> but it's always a fight. Thanks for backing me up. It's always a fight between me and Manny Montreal because he just loves <laughs> Ulysses, and he knows I'm a I'm a pro Steve Claggett guy. Now, when you guys fought the first time, he put out that crazy video, counting punches and all this other nonsense, and I was like, listen. <laughs> You're crazy. Steve won. The judges said he won in this guy's backyard. So how do you argue with that? Yes, that was the whole thing. I beat him there. I didn't beat him all in my favor. I beat him against my favor. But so that's fun. I do have a great time because Manny and I are friends. We are, I like Manny as well. Yeah. But I will battle him for life. <laughs> it's always we when when they announce a Steve Claggett fight versus anybody from Montreal. There's private DMs going back and forth. I'm yeah. making memes about people and private <laughs> messaging them. And it's it's a fight. But it's yeah. fun and it's all in good fun because we, we are the Manny loves you. Right. And I like I like Ulysses. I have no issue with that guy. Yeah. yeah. We're just fighters and this is the business. Guess what? I like Eves too. He's a good dude. But I will knock his head off when we fight. <laughs> because that's that is boxing. You have to be able to put all the other stuff aside. It's weird. It's a weird sport. It's a weird game. It's a weird balance. There's animosity. There's intelligence above the animosity where you're like, yeah, I want to fight that guy, but I don't like hate him as a person. Yeah. And there is the comp- competition aspect of it where it's like 
our side of the country maybe versus there. Like, it's not even like that, but it's like, it's us versus them. Yeah. We're on the other side. We're on the other team. So that's just kind of how it is. So yeah, let's battle. But that's, you need opposition in order to be a fighter. So bring it on, Manny. Hours, <laughs> hours before you walk to the ring, your manager Warren and Manny went at it on friggin' Facebook. Really? It was amazing. <laughs> well, that'll happen. They they went at it, and I was oh shit, Warren, what are you doing? Aren't you in the fucking locker room with Steve right now? Tensions run high. He didn't tell me about any of that, thankfully, which Sorry. is nice. That's a good move. But I don't mind if they're battling. That's part no. of it. It entertained me for a solid two hours. There you go. It was great. Yeah. But my issue with that zone card is um, I have my producer over to watch the fight. And I'm looking at Boxer. I'm like, okay, there's six fights. There great. was 49 terrible fights on that thing. It was... It was the longest thing of all time. 40. <laughs> what? I, I, I never saw it. I know you didn't, but I'm they're like, okay, the card starts at six. I'm like, all right, perfect. Steve's going to fight at like nine. Twelve rolls around. I'm like, oh my God. Where the hell is Steve? Six hours of fights. Dude, it was so long. That's fucked. <laughs> it was so long. And so, like, they'd have a four-round fight, and then there'd be a ten-round title fight. I'm like, okay, perfect. That's got to be the co-main event. Nope, we're going to do another four-round fight. Fuck you guys. Okay, cool. Oh, the girls are going to fight now for that world title. That's got to be the co-main event. Nope, six-round fight. Shit. Just stacking them up. Listen, when 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 that feed went down, the live chat was still up. And I was shit talking. Dwayne Lewis was on the angry face button, just angry face. (laughs) (laughs) Manny Montreal was on there. He's freaking out. Ryan Ford was on there. He's like, what the hell's going on? Fix this shit. We want we want to see Steve fight. Dwayne Lewis is still angry facing on the he must have hit three thousand angry faces on there. Uh, yeah, get the get the the team going, man. Yeah, everybody was on there, and we were all talking, and the Dazone brothers did not show up to answer our our questions. Oscar De La Hoya didn't respond to me when I called him a cokehead, and <laughs> and and to uh, to 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 climb off the, those hookers and fix the feed. He did not do it, but. Hey, you're smiling today. You're in a good mood. You got I'm the feeling good. You're feeling good. Um, do we have any idea when the next one's gonna be? I'm just gonna aim for July. Okay. And something will come up. I'm just gonna train. Pretty much at the end of it, you just get in really good shape and feel good. It's like I tell all my fighters all the time, like life. Boxing is life. Boxing is life. But life is bigger than boxing. So you have to have the outside as well. You have to like do things with your family. Go see, have friends, like go like live. And so I'm just doing that. But at the same time, I love to box. So every night I'm still in the gym. And I'm putting in time to do that. And I just I don't know, I'm getting uh, I'm still working at it. I'm 
really improving right now. And Still growing. I have some, yeah, I have some interesting things that I might want to do. I might go up in weight. I might, um, you know, make a couple challenges to some champions on the Canadian scene up a little bit heavier than me. Oh, wow. I, I, if the right offer comes up, I'll stay down and do some kind of international fight at 140. I could as well. I just want to fight, man. I mean, I'm fighting for a living. I'm not complaining about anything. There's ups and downs, but it's all within my climb through the boxing ranks, which is amazing. And I have no complaints. I'm just happy living, improving my my health. Because number one, it's like wherever you go, there you are. That's what you got to think of. You work on your body. Do your fucking yoga. <laughs> you swim. In the park. <laughs> yeah, in the park. <laughs> Get in touch with nature because it's good for you, and eat healthy because you can't be a fat ass all the time. Are you thinking of going to forty-seven? Yeah, I thought about it. I fought at forty-seven many times. Oh wow! I just fight better again. Like there's a weird thing that happened with like. Oh. Well, okay. Watch Canelo at one sixty-eight. He's gonna do amazing, or one seventy-five, or whatever he's fighting at. He's gonna do better at these weight classes because who gave him problems? The guy who runs and moves and is very agile and quick on his feet at the lighter weight classes. They even had the fight, his fight against Floyd, I believe they fought at 152, a strange catch weight. Yeah. And that drains you, those two extra pounds from 154, and you're fighting a guy who moves, he takes away from your legs, and it's like, I think I might do better with guys who stand in the pocket with me. I'm an inside fighter. I could do better at the heavier weights, and I've always... Box sparred. Everyone's been telling me, you, you should have been on 140 your whole time, your whole life. But, like, my entire life, I've sparred and boxed with bigger guys. Mm. No one's ever been my size. In, like, the gyms. Like, trust me when I tell you that they're not going easy on me. And I have worked with bigger... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens next. But uh, don't be surprised if I make a move up, up and maybe fight one of the champs up at the heavier weight classes. Uh, not too long ago, there was a guy that did publicly call you out. His name is Cody the Crippler Crowley. Okay, so there's a perfect one. We could meet at 147. We even talked about that. Now, I like Cody. Yeah. But I'll fight him because we're fighters and this is what we do. And I think it'd be a huge Canadian um, showdown. And I don't know. I don't know. His record is like 19 and 0 now or something like that. I, I think 17 and 0, something like that. Right? Perfect. So, tough kid, do I think he does well against you? And don't get me wrong, Cody, I like you. You're a good boxer. Steve will kill you. I'm sorry. I have um, I have a lot of experience. You, He's never fought anybody of your caliber, not even close. I'm telling you, when I go up in weight, as I go up in weight, everyone will see more and more and more. I have more inside game than I've ever been able to show in a fight because that's just the way it goes. But, uh, you know what? If that fight came around, I'd love that fight because it would be a huge Canadian fight as well. When I say he'll kill you, Cody, I mean that with all due respect. Stuart McLennan's not even close. <laughs> uh, I, I will let my actions do the talking in all of this subject because i like cody i already told you but fighters fight so we yeah. can do it 
And okay, Cody will Cody will do it. That's the th- he'll get in there exactly. and do it. Exactly because he's a fighter just like me. Yeah, not the whole thing. It's like it's a, it's it's such a mind fuck. It's such a mind fuck. I have a lot of respect for Cody because he uprooted his whole life. And went to Vegas. Right? Moved to Vegas with uh, with Ibn, and yeah. he's doing the damn thing. Right. A lot of respect for that. And would I like to see him take a step up in competition against a guy like you? I want to know what happens. Right. I'm telling you, we could fight at 147. That would be good. There you go, Cody. Call him out again. Do it. There you go. Yeah, we just got to find a way, like find the platform for it. Where is it? Is it over there? Is it neutral? Is it like, you know, where does it go? And Who's putting it on? And it's just the negotiations is always the tough part. If it was up to the fighters, sometimes it'd be done. It would be done quickly. Our Cody so does. Fighting. Cody does have his own promotional company. Do I think it's a smart idea to go do that over there? No. Do no. I think we find because, a neutral promoter? Yes. It would have to be a massive. It would have to be a Canadian promoter, and it would have to be Lee Baxter. Yeah, Lee could probably put it on somewhere. Where it would sell, Vancouver. Yeah, well, Vancouver. I don't know if you know. This is tricky. It's tricky. There's a lot to it. To get to get Cody over to Vancouver would be a, a tough sale. I'll just guarantee you that. Uh, I think I don't think it can take place in Ontario because of their weight cutting rules. Yeah, same day or something like that. Same day weigh-ins, and uh, I don't think that would go well. Um, for you, I think it'd be fine at one forty-seven. You'd be fine. Right. I think Cody. I don't. I can't remember what he fights at. I don't know. Fifty-four. Yeah, I think. I think maybe him going to forty-seven would be tough on a same-day weigh-in. Uh, in the game of boxing, we would call this strategic gamesmanship to say, "Yeah, I guess we could fight in Ontario." <laughs> <laughs> Either which way, I'd like to see the fight. And, uh, hopefully, I know I don't think Vlad would have an issue with that fight. No, I, I don't think so either. You know, you know what the loophole is for that weigh-in? You just put it up for a title, and then they got to do an official day before weigh-in as according to the sanctioning body's rules. So whichever belt you're fighting for, if they have a 24-hour prior to the fight weigh-in, you have to weigh in 24 hours. So yeah. you may do a same-day weigh-in. You just put that contract for 10 pounds heavier than when you weighed in the day before, and then you can have that 147 the day of you can't come in heavier than 160 or something like that, and then that's the official contracted um, agreement on both ends. So you got the title belt and this, and then the fight's still technically at 147. Uh, you wouldn't be interested in Cody's titles that he holds right now. At 47? Whatever one he has. Okay, it is what it is. But I, I feel like you'd be more interested in international titles, WBC, WBA, WBO, <laughs> IBF, those kind of things. Well, absolutely I am. Um, <laughs> if, we can find, if we can find the titles to fight for at 147, that's kind of up to the promoter, managers, and negotiations whether the sanctioned body deems it worthy of a title fight, which I think it is. Oh, 100%. Look, 17-0, and 0, and like, I got like 35 fights, so I'm pretty sure we're, we're up there. 
I think Cody's fighting in June for some kind of a world title. Nice. I can't remember. It's a W. It's a four-letter one. I can't remember what it's called now. A W. The fuck, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, regardless, nice. Yeah. World title of any kind is very good. Yeah, of any kind. It could be WBU. I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it anyway. Well, he could fight for it, win it, and then we can fight for it. I like your idea, Steve. Right? It works for me. <laughs> so you're, you're now you're back from vacation. You're back on the grind. What? Um, you're just going to start working again. I'm just going to start training. Um, number one goal is work on myself, get better and better, get in great shape, feel good, get my mind right, work on my stretching, work on my um, health and weight and reflexes and vision and my game plan and remember to relax my mind as much as I'm stressing the fuck out over everything boxing and just live. And then at the same time, when I get in great shape, funny things seems to happen in my life where fights kind of find their way to me. So I bet you if I get in shape and treat my body right and start thinking about boxing lots, as I come around week four, there's going to be a fight offered. They always That's come it. in for you for some reason uh, uh, for the, at these short amount of times, though. Steve, three weeks we want you to fight. Yeah, well, I'm blessed with opportunity but cursed with the position that i'm in because i fight lots on the road and it's kind of known and then again it's the self-image i put myself in this situation it's just i don't know i don't know it is what it is i'm still fighting for a living so i'm not complaining uh my producer decided to come in late today i don't know did you bring some fan questions for steve for me yeah we have a couple fan questions you ready yeah i'm ready cool i guess uh First fan question I had, uh, well, I'm going to start off my own personal fan question. Um, your last fight, you were, uh, what my personal takeaway was uh, the jab. You were rocking the jab. Um, do you have any, uh, maybe as at our school, the jab has made an overall punch. Maybe your thoughts on the jab itself, how to throw up better at the importance in boxing or importance to your style? Ah, the jab, the stick, maybe as they call it. The yeah, the stick. When I was down in Vegas, everybody called it that. Okay, you elaborate. Yeah, the, okay. The thing about the stick, okay, when you shoot, the, when you throw the jab, throw it from keep keep your lead elbow in when you start, and then as you throw it, remember to snap it. Everything's about the flick, that kind of like whipping motion. You need to step with your lead foot at the same time as you throw the jab. Step with your lead foot, and the focus is just snapping it, whip it, whip it, whip it all the time. I like to use. I used to practice on a heavy bag, and I would try and hit the bag just on the like as as lightly as possible, but as fast as possible. So I'm finding my range with the jab. I'm whipping it as hard as I can, but I'm like it would just slap on the the bag wouldn't even move because it would be yeah. so precise. And then I find my range, and it's all about that whipping snap and stepping your lead foot, and that's how you get a good jab. You snap it. Perfect. Thank you. Second one, uh, we were talking about yoga, and it seems to be a common theme, um, more particularly lately. Is this something you're serious about? Do you do the yoga, or do you do the hot yoga? I do. I do both. I do yoga at my house. I do hot yoga. I don't do hot yoga all the time because you got to go there. 
at my house. I have a yoga mat, and I can do it anytime I want. And in times when you're preparing for a fight, yoga is probably one of the best tools that you can use because it teaches mindfulness where you're not rushing, thinking about the fight tomorrow. You're thinking about how the fuck can I get my leg to stretch like this because this is what you got to do. And it focuses you into that present moment where you find peace, and it's a good method for kind of pushing the nerves. Like you're not – you won't think about the fight as much. You can find your way to meditate, essentially. And yoga not only is good for your body, flexibility, and mobility, but it's good for your mind because it brings peace. And the next question that came in here, um, uh, Calgary Stampede. Absolutely. I go every year. Do you? I didn't think you would go. I didn't think that would be your scene at all. Yeah, I go every I, I go every year. I mean, sometimes I just go there to like walk around and like go look at stuff. I, I can't really eat any of that food. Usually, I'm in camp, so I can't do anything. But every once in a while, we'll have fun at the Calgary Stampede. It's like the thing that my city does, so why not? Do you put a cowboy hat on? I've worn a cowboy hat. Yes. I don't traditionally wear one every year. I should get one. You should. There is a fantastic custom cowboy hat shop in calgary and i have one up there grab it for me it's it's in behind there i'll show you but they make the best cowboy hats probably on the planet cowboy hats are for bad dudes smith cowboy hats are good stuff i believe it's called smith built and you go there they'll custom make you a cowboy hat to fit your rig really yeah I should be prepped for the summer this year. Okay. Yeah, Derek has now destroyed my closet. We're not bringing it down. He fucked it up. But it's, it's Smith built hats. Go there, and you'll they'll custom make you a cowboy hat. Nice. No more fan questions, Derek. Um, nothing that's appropriate. It's all Ezekiel. Oh, Steve. Steve, are you are you single? No. You have a what girlfriend, is, right? Yeah, I have a girlfriend. I have a lovely girlfriend. Don't even fucking... <laughs> don't even start this. Don't slide into Steve's DMs ever. He, he's taken. <laughs> All right, Steve. I'm going to let you get on with your day. You're at the gym. Not unless you want to take us on a real quick tour on the gym. Because this is on YouTube. Okay, okay. How do I flip this around? I don't know. Don't hang up. There we go. Guys, this is Southpaw Boxing Gym in Calgary, Alberta. This is the home of the Dragon. We've got guys in the gym right now sparring, which is fantastic. Look at that. Now, is that Vlad standing there over on the ring? Yep. Oh, Coach Vlad. Amazing. And then up above that on the second floor, there's kind of like a, a boxing fitness thing right here i'll run you upstairs here we go now we're going upstairs we got the treadmills ellipticals a whole bunch of bags the feet is frozen go back downstairs there we go now we're reconnected now we've got the bird's eye view of uh of the gym amazing Right? Can you see it all? Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's a great place. It's pretty sick, right? Yeah. 
And you guys have a full-size ring down there, correct? We have a full-size ring. Oh, now how am I switching this? There we go. Okay, now go. I've screwed it up where I don't know how to flip it back. There we oh. go. <laughs> there we go. Nice. That's a, that's a good gym. I like it. It's sick, right? You get everything. You have all the... Like you can work, you can do a full, like all your strength and conditioning and stuff. You can do here. One, and you get your boxing in. One stop shop. Oh, I'm telling you, we got work going in right now. <laughs> they they going at it? Yeah, these guys are going at it. That's always good. Yeah. All nice. right, Steve. Uh, sponsors. Um,. I don't have any sponsors. Just shout out to Module Creative Agency because those are my guys. They do all the uh, videos, right? Yeah, and yeah. they're awesome. They're right, can yeah. we get Steve some sponsors, man? Fuck. Right. I'm an all-action fighter. Just give me the right opponent and I'll put on the fucking fight of the year. That's that's a, a bold statement, but a very true one. I think you you and you and G Time will probably get nominated for fight of the year this year. Like count on it. If you give me a guy who's gonna stand there and bang with me, we can put on a fight of the year. It's just a fact. Oh, last question. I forgot to ask this one. You and Ulysses fought for a WBA gold <laughs> world title. What does that yeah. mean? It means that the promoter paid the sanctioning fees to put up a vacant belt that we would both fight for in order to, upon victory, get Eves a world ranking and in put him in title contention to fight for the WBA world title. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's technically like the number one or number two contender for the WBA world title now then. Now he's ranked. Yeah, now he's ranked in the top ten by the WBA. He could fight for the WBA world title. It's a political move. It's a great move, but it takes money to do. Did you have to vacate the titles that you have to fight for that one? No. Perfect. I have. I have the IBF Intercontinental. You're still the champion. I'm still the champion. I also am still CPBC Canadian welterweight champion. Well, that means that means nothing though. But I'm Canadian champ still, so <laughs> I'm just gonna. <laughs> it, it's a funny thing because the belts, the the belts are like. Uh, I I don't. It's tricky. It's tricky to talk about because it's all uh, it's all a business. Yeah. It's all a business. If you have belts, you negotiate the right. Like it's <laughs> tough. The rankings mean one thing, but the political pull means another. Very true. It's a weird system. You have more belts than most people, though. You have you've had the CPBC belt, you've had the NCC belt, you've had a WBC belt, you've had the IBF belt. I believe a WBA belt at some point. Yeah, and two IBF belts. Yeah. There, and there, yeah, so I have lots of belts. There's a very cool picture of you with your arms out, and you've got all the belts. Uh, and I have one more since then as well. Oh yeah. So, here's the interesting thing about these belts is they don't hold up your pants. If anything, they're going to pull them down. They're going to pull your pants down. That's yeah. fact. The better the belt, the heavier it is, I find. Yeah. You know, like as you go up in the higher, higher world ranking belts, the belts get heavier and heavier, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Last question. 
Did you watch Ryan Ford's fight where he won the WBC Silver International title? Yeah, the knockout? Yeah. Yeah, huge. Huge. Cut with the leaping left hook. So <laughs> it was dope, man. I've not, I've, was, I've never seen anybody be able to pull that off and actually knock somebody out. Uh, it's a gazelle punch. If you step into it, it works. Yeah. If you step into it, and you just caught him, pull him back, hit him, and Ryan hits hard, man. He knows it. He probably fit. That was probably that one probably felt good. There's a certain thing when you hit somebody clean on the chin, it feels like punching like a tennis ball or yeah. something that's really like light and soft, and you just pop. You don't even have to hit him hard, but you just hit him all chin. Done. Beautiful by Ryan. Beautiful. It's like when you hit a golf ball in the sweet spot in your driver. Yeah, it feels effortless. Boom, and it's gone. That poor fellow, though, he went to the hospital. Well, I wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, he also got three yeah. three young boys, and uh, it comes with the territory, man. You get into the ring, and you, you get into a fist fight, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, you know the, the risk that you take every fight. And it's just, we sign up for it. I wish him the best, and that's it. You know, We sign up for it, wish everybody the best, no injuries. All right, let's let's end this thing, Steve. Do you have a a motivational quote that got you through anything in your life that you'd like to give us right now? Um, it's not an external job; it's an internal one. So all the shit that's happening outside of you may be affecting your mood, but if you remember to work on yourself, your center, your core, and your own beliefs and abilities and your writing or whatever you're doing you work on yourself wherever you go you can handle the outside so it's not about the external it's about the internal and that's the final shot